When you get a flu shot, you're protecting more than just yourself. You're protecting your family, your community, and frontline healthcare workers. It's possible to get the flu and COVID-19 at the same time, so it's more important than ever to take steps to protect ourselves and the people around us. By getting a flu shot, you greatly reduce your chance of catching the flu and spreading it to others. It's just a little shot. But it makes a big difference to all of us. The flu shot is available now at Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health. Welcome to the Agile Empath Podcast. Whether you're leading, managing, coaching a team, there is a human behavior aspect. We have 20 plus years in the mental health industry and have creative ways to approach situations. We're going to begin with innovative ideas, how to tap into creativity, utilizing empathy. So these are soft skills to tap into our own potential and help others tap into that potential so we can be efficient with agile methodologies. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Welcome to Episode 6, Diversity and Inclusion, Part 2. Hello, my name is Alexia Georgiou. I'm a coach and consultant. I innovate and create with empathetic, agile methodologies. My website is theresilientpathway.com. Contact me, alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom. I look forward to hearing from you. So we're going to continue our talk um, and talk about some of these statistics. Our workforce is made of 78% white, that includes 17% Hispanic, 13% Black, 6% Asian, 1% American Indian and Alaska Native, 1% Native American and Pacific Islander. Culture work, why? Why does it matter? Different backgrounds bring unique viewpoints and help solve problems with optimal results. Diversity enriches innovation, which is so important with our modern world that is constantly changing. Increases group intelligence because it brings that element of discussing the different viewpoints. Enriched ideas flourish. So if we're looking at creating a change that's going to be impactful, we want different viewpoints because the world is made of different viewpoints. And we want to touch people with our product. Isn't that the end game? And so getting those different perspectives on our team in development is so key to success. Begin with making the decision to value and prioritize diversity and inclusion. Now that sounds like a no-brainer and we're gonna look at why are we talking about this. This is the why. It's important to communicate the reason for the inclusion efforts. This is according to a Harvard Business Review article. This consultant 
goes into corporations to build diversity and inclusion programs, and this is what she's hearing. Structural racism has conditioned us to accept that including people of color and majority white places, especially black people, equates to lowering the bar. Not only is this the framework that is incorrect, it's dangerously divisive, still it remains pervasive. So that is what she's hearing when she is building the program from the people who are running the companies is that we're lowering our bar to have this diversity program. So how do we change culture? We change the way we think about things because remember the iceberg, we have the artifacts and then the values is the way the employee thinks. Every person on that team, not just the leaders, everyone's thoughts and mindset towards diversity and inclusion affects the culture of it. Women, we make up of half the workforce. So 75, almost 76 million women aged 16 and over, representing 46.9% of the total labor workforce. 57% of women participate in the labor force compared to 69% of men. There are five generations in the workforce. We are all different with different things that motivate us. So managing a team of five generations has challenges. So you mean you're saying that I have to give different incentives for different groups? Yes, to be most effective, we have to use that creativity and innovation to meet people where they are at. The silent generation. This is our oldest and most experienced population, making up of 3% of the workforce. Baby boomer, 41 million. Generation X, 54 million, making up 33% of the workforce. Millennials, as of 2016, the largest generation in the workforce of 56 million. Generation Z, 2016, 9,005,000 in the workforce. This is as of 2017. The projections, 2020 projections were in the middle of 2020. Silent generation, 1% of the workforce. Baby boomers, 22%. Generation X, 20%. Millennials, 50%. Generation Z, 7%. I've heard the projection for 2025. Millennials will be 70% of our workforce. So remember the culture artifacts, which is what we can see, and then the underlying assumptions. What do the millennials and Generation Z see, sense, and experience when they enter the world of work? We, the older generations, have acclimated to what we created. This is new to them, and they must be baffled. Uh, so we've heard the terms toxic work environment. I've heard many millennials say they left work because of the stress. It was way too much. Um, and it, that's the same with doctors who are experiencing burnout, and we have an epidemic prior to the COVID-19 pandemic of burnout of doctors. And it's not a lack of resilience or work ethic or skills. It's because the system is broken, and part of changing the system is changing the culture. 
So what do we value? What's our differences? And this is really key because there's a certain culture to each group and identifying what matters to us and how to motivate us is going to bring optimal team building where we are fully absorbed and motivated. Uh, so baby boomers value careers over jobs with a strong work ethic. We work because we need to provide and it's a good thing that we work. We believe in the American dream, equal rights and opportunities. Uh, baby boomers are ethical, team oriented. They may challenge authority. They handle crisis well. And because the baby boomers have been through so much in life through the experience, they've learned to weather crisis. So if you're struggling, uh, go to an experienced person on your team who is in this generation and just ask them to tell their story and to say what's worked best for you. Wow, we can really learn from that wisdom. Um, experience is the key to accomplishment. So the baby boomer generation values experience and they want to be valued for their experience. Generation X. Uh, this is my generation. We are adaptable and spirited, carry high job expectations, results-oriented and self-sufficient. And this is to be noted, it came from the latchkey generation. We went home, our parents were working, uh, we let ourselves in, we had a snack, did a tour, did some homework, watched Gilligan's Island or Beverly Hillbillies, and then went out to play. And then it was dinner time when our parents were coming home. Uh, so we developed self-sufficiency because of that. We value work-life balance. We want to work smarter, not harder. We're the most educated generation. We believe merit is the key to accomplishment, and we want freedom. So that's how you reward Generation X, is you give us some freedom and work-life balance and autonomy. And then we love our work. Uh, millennials. Millennials are idealistic with hope to fix the problems in the world, but want to enjoy their life as they do it. They have goals, they're gadget conscious, and they're oriented globally. Wow, have I learned from millennials about the apps to use, uh, even to measure culture and organizations. Uh, and so I'm very grateful for the gadget conscious millennials. Uh, more sociable, more self-confident, though they may border on entitlement or self-absorption at times. They're competitive. They multitask as a way of life. They contribute. They want to contribute. The millennial generation said, working, hard work isn't enough. What's the meaning and purpose behind our work? And they appreciate feedback. Uh, so the older generation, we created a culture and a climate at work that says, work hard because that's your ethic. And now the millennials are coming in and they're saying, what's the purpose of this? And what's my purpose in this? And so offering them the perspective of you bring meaning and value to us because that will motivate someone in this generation. So the top three is who we have the most data in. Um, top three meaning the majority of the population in the workforce. In summary, baby boomers recognize their hard work, respect them for their experience and position. Generation X 
give them recognition based on merit, freedom and autonomy and work-life balance will really motivate them to be more productive. And sometimes that sounds counterintuitive. Uh, why did you hire them? Uh, because they are skilled and they're a professional. So have that trust for them. Millennials, participation, opportunity, adaptability. And they really like resume enhancing items. So giving them opportunity to be creative, to offer to the company, uh, even to contribute something to the community, an idea that they come up with, something that enhances their resume is going to motivate them. How to reward. Baby boomers. Baby boomers like money, public recognition at work, retirement contribution, titles, more subordinates, travel, wellness benefits, and time off. Generation X, like the bonuses, the stock, flexibility in the workplace, being allowed to do passion projects, professional development and conference opportunities, and time off. Millennials, millennials like stock options, time off, tuition reimbursement, mentoring opportunities, professional development, workplace perks like childcare and a fitness center. So if you are in the Generation X or Baby Boomer generation uh, and want to give back, because one way to reward a Baby Boomer is to give them more subordinates, match a Baby Boomer with a millennial because the millennials want to be mentored. They want to learn. And so that is a great use of resources to motivate both the baby boomer and the millennial. And if you are in the older generations, think about how you could bring that up as a topic at work of, I have the initiative to mentor um, and see how open the employer is for that. Okay, what's the perception that leaders have on diversity? Uh, so Tim Hurd surveyed 2,200 CFOs on this topic, and he said, too often managers see the differences as negatives, but build a team with diverse perspectives, insights, and strengths can only be positive, leading to improved products and service levels. Remember, the world is diverse. We all think differently. We feel the same. We think differently, and feeling means our emotions. We all have emotions. And so how do we serve and create the most effective products is by having the diversity on the team. Creating healthy culture includes working on our mindset. Remember that how each individual thinks creates the culture of the organization. So all of us have bias. Notice our negativity bias. Own it is the first thing because we are uh, trained in our mind naturally to think negative. And so we want to retrain the mind to think positive and start where we are at. It does not make us a bad person because we have bias. Shift to a moment of gratitude that actually rewires the brain. It does, it puts it in a state of positive so we can even think more clearly and then rewire our brain, savor the new thought, the new way of thinking, savor that intention of what we value, even though it's not the reality, we want it to be the reality, and create positive thoughts around the memory and event.
Um, and Donald Hebb reminds us that neurons that fire together, wire together. So there's value and need and diversity of thought. Social psychology teaches us we place people in groups and have bias that their actions will correspond to the stereotype of that group. Uh, so we do have bias and we do see people a certain way with certain labels. And that is not the case. We need to see every person as an individual. And so that's part of our skill development in diversity of thought. We're most comfortable with people who think like we do. We feel safe. What are the aha moments? We're all human with emotional responses to our current world events. Problems in society are complex. There's conflict. Let's treat others how they want to be treated. And seasoned leaders know how to value diversity of thought. Leadership has eight skills. Uh, this has been researched where researchers ask leaders, what are the top skills that help you to be effective in your role? Self-awareness is one of the top skills. And remember, this is also in emotional intelligence. So knowing our emotional state, strengths, and needed areas of growth. Situational awareness, what's happening around us, others and their emotions. Uh, so being in tune with their emotional response as we are interacting with others. Communication skills, we don't listen enough. Listen without interrupting. Don't give advice. Ask open-ended questions. Negotiation skills, compromise to get the best outcome. And this is so the most people will be happy with the negotiation, uh, with the compromise. You can't please everybody, but take in those perspectives and come up with a solution to make most of the people happy. And people respect that because we don't get our way to be acknowledged and to be validated means a lot to us. Conflict resolution skills, resolve the problems fairly. Collaboration skills, working with others different from us. So collaboration, if we're working with those who are just like us, it's not really collaboration. It's, okay, we don't agree in thought, and how can we make this work? Ability to work with different personality styles and approaches. High level of leadership and emotional intelligence. And it does not come naturally. None of this comes naturally. We have to work at it and develop it. Courage. Making difficult decisions when faced with fear, stress, and uncertainty. That takes a lot of courage. Um, so thank you. I would love to hear from you um, with your comments and questions. Um, this is something that I am researching continually is diversity of thought and how we can change the structural racism and how we can bring value to diversity um, in people and to recognize that we're all human we're all part of the human race, and we have more in common than we realize. And so we need to focus more on what we have in common and not be so threatened by the differences, because that's the reality of the world. And we want to develop community 
inclusive of the differences. Thank you. Hello, my name is Alexia Georgiou. I'm a coach and consultant. I innovate and create with empathetic, agile methodologies. My website is theresilientpathway.com. Contact me, alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom. I look forward to hearing from you. We all have different tastes in music. Some of us like hip-hop, some of us like Vaporwave. So shouldn't we all be able to have different wireless options too? Because while one person might need unlimited, shared data might work better for someone else. And other people could be into having a mix of each, all in one plan. But that's their way, exactly the way they want it. It's your wireless, your rules, only with Xfinity Mobile. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Requires post-pay Xfinity Internet.